0: progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law
1: hey trojan fans it's time to get into the huddle with the peristyle podcast the peristyle podcast is your weekly ticket to usc football and recruiting news don't forget you can download the podcast 24 7 at our website com. and now Here's the host of the Peristyle Podcast, uscfootball.com publisher,
0: Ryan Abraham.
2: Hello Trojan fans, and welcome to the Peristyle Podcast. On a Wednesday, we're going to talk some USC Trojan football as we trudge through the offseason. I'm your host, Ryan Abraham, joined alongside by Chris Trevino. If you're watching us live on youtube thanks very much for doing that sorry i played the intro twice uh, or part of it twice so there was a little glitch there and if you listen to the regular podcast channels we appreciate you doing that as well or watching the replay on our youtube channel over at inside troy if you're watching us live you can put little comments in the chat box and we'll be able to put them up on the screen and put some questions up at the end of the show but we've got a lot of different topics to get to uh it's been a couple of weeks since chris and i talked we had the uh Regular signing period where Chris and Gerard did a great composite two-star recruits podcast that went, what, four and a half hours, Chris, you guys did? Yeah, four and a half. That's a lot. Yeah, so Chris and I decided not to do a show last week because he had a four and a half hour show with uh, Gerard going on there. But if you missed that, make sure you go check that out. But we got a lot of stuff we want to talk about today. USC spring football, uh, the calendar has been released. We know which Trojans are going to play in the uh, NFL Combine is getting some special teams help. So a bunch of different topics we want to get to. If you have any questions or comments for our little show, you can email us podcast at uscfootball.com or you can call or text us at 424-254-9141. We got a couple of voicemails to get to. I got a new little soundboard over here so we can play some some fun stuff, Chris. I don't know. Oh, groovy baby. Yeah. Just pick, yeah. I just downloaded some fun sounds. I don't know. If you guys hate them. Let us know if you have some suggestions for sounds. I know, Chris, you're going to have some. You're going to want to. You're going to hear some. I know.
0: Oh yeah. I mean, I'm a big soundboard person. Cool. I have to redo my soundboard for the composite, so I'm going to be adding some new stuff for 2023.
2: Nice. I uh, will try to do that. Um, yeah, my my old iPad. You know how the sausage is made. I had a really old iPad that we were using. It died. Uh, I bought a used iPad that's bigger screen and. We can do more stuff with it. So appreciate that. If you have the Apple podcasting app, well, we appreciate you subscribing wherever you are. If you're on YouTube, please smash the like button, smash the subscribe button, put that little bell there for the notifications. You know, when we go live, but also on the Apple podcasting app or any podcast platform, if you can subscribe to the Peristyle podcast there, we greatly appreciate it. And if you have the Apple podcasting app and leave us a five-star rating, it does help. Uh, We have, I think at least we have one new one, I believe, Chris, from uh, G. Wanny, uh, who G. says, Wanny. long live the Bierra boys. So I think that's uh, maybe you guys aren't just cilantro anymore. It's whatever they call us. Yeah, five-star review. Uh, I'm the most honest person I know, so you can trust me. Ryan and crew are amongst the best covering cultural ball at USC. Long story short, there are a few things in life I feel are completely worth the price I've been charged. And the Parastyle Podcast and crew are one of them. My life would be less enjoyable without 10K Trevino and Gerard Hurricane. Martínez. That's from Big Jim Trojan. That's nice. Thanks thank Big Jim.
0: Thank you so much to Big Jim.
2: That was very uh that was very nice of him. And uh, before we jump into anything else, I do want to thank speak of being nice our uh, our friends over at Trader Joe's. We're very lucky to have uh you know for our little podcast to have a big sponsor like Trader Joe's. I feel very lucky, but I love just being partnered with them. It's been I think 5 or 6 years now. We've been doing it and it's uh you got Valentine's Day coming up, Chris, you know. So the- I've heard so I've heard Uh, The best place to get flowers is definitely Trader Joe's. They got roses over there. But, man, these really cool – they have double dozen tulips for uh, $12.99. That's 24 stems of tulips. Big uh, group of tulips. um, So for $12.99, that's great stuff. And you're a soup guy, right?
0: I am a soup guy.
2: Yeah. Over on the Fearless Flyer that just came out for February, they got a wedding soup that looks really good. Um, You know, I I don't know if you're a fan of that. They got some different – Products for Valentine's Day. There's a really good-looking chicken sausage breakfast burrito, and I'm a huge breakfast burrito guy. But also a tomato fet- a tomato feta soup. So a bunch of different soup options. A lot of cool stuff. It's actually a really big uh, fearless flyer. So go check it out. But it's Valentine's Day, man. You can roll into Trader Joe's, get some really cool stuff, and the flowers there are awesome. I love getting. Every time I've given someone flowers from Trader Joe's, they've always loved it. So um, I've never
0: gotten Trader Joe's flowers from you.
2: You have not. Uh, you got crumble cookies last time.
0: Those not, aren't Trader Joe's though. not a sponsor.
2: <laughs> Crumble. You can come sponsor. You may
0: you made it a point to say they're not a sponsor, but I want to they could be one. Maybe. I'm, maybe I'm a huge day. cookie guy, so like Yeah, ab- absolutely. Absolutely. Definitely. Yeah, I forget that Trader Joe's has flowers all the time until I walk in and I see they're the right flowers. there yeah. usually when you walk in.
2: Um and it's great. Uh you can get them, but those tulip ones, like if you want to get something different, sometimes your significant other isn't a big, like, Roses fan. Those, like, 24 stems of tulips for, like, 13 bucks. Like, come on. That's, like, they're really pretty and, uh, you know, something to uh, check out. All right. Uh, housekeeping note stuff, Chris.
0: How are you doing? Are you doing okay? I'm going to be honest. I've been sick for the last, oh, since, like, Thursday, last Thursday, Friday. I've just been battling a, like, head cold and mm. sore throat and... I have a really good immune system. You know, it doesn't matter, knock on wood, because I'm sick now. But every year, I always get, like, hit hard with, like, a random head cold. It's like, I've been able to do stuff, but, like, it's just been annoying, you know, one of those kind of deals. So, this is the best I've felt since, like, Thursday. Okay. And it's the reason why we're not really going to do a composite two-star recruits today. (sighs) Uh, You're going to do this one instead. I'm going to do this one instead because, you know, doing a composite is like playing a full court pickup game three times uh and doing this is like you know playing horse casual yeah. cuz i don't really have to do much you know i don't edit i don't set it up i don't have to go and do time stamps i just get to show up sit down do it and then i leave and you you do all the the hard stuff
2: i try so uh, this is
0: just real casual for me so i what i do have the energy to be able to come and do this but i probably sound a little bit nasally uh i apologize if i cough but yeah i'm going to power through this
2: I love it. Um, Bless and break says my mom always buys tulips at Trader Joe's. That's very cool. Uh, we do have. Um, oh, Steve Marshall says get South Park sound bites. I like that one too. Uh, so, so if you have a, if you're watching us live, you can put suggestions, comments and stuff, questions uh, into the chat. And uh, I'll try to star the the questions for later. And then anyone else. um we can uh, yeah. We'll put the comments up as we go if I can see them as we're we're hosting the show. You
0: need a Millhouse. I
2: definitely need a Millhouse. Like I do up, come, have a uh, Millhouse. Yeah, um, catchphrases. I got some fun ones, um, but I don't know. We'll see. Uh, okay, so first thing we want to get to is USC. I, this isn't really breaking news, but you can. We <laughs>
1: have
2: on that one. Uh, we know the spring ball schedule, which is cool. So if you remember, we talked about this week zero. USC playing San Jose State. So spring ball is being moved up a little bit. Uh, Dave Emmerich uh, tweeted this out from USC uh, a few days ago. It's a month away from getting back back at it over on the practice field. So the schedule, it's going to be pretty similar or almost exactly the same as what we've seen from USC Springs football for the last decade or so, where it's a Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday practices. We don't know the times yet. We don't know... How much we can watch in the media, if they're going to be open to the public, we're assuming it will not be, but starting on March 4th, so it's a little early because of that week zero game, uh, they'll have three practices, um, Saturday, Tuesday, Thursday, then uh, taking some time off for spring break, and then they'll be back at it on March 21st, and that's going to run every Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, all the way through April 15th, which will be the uh, spring game, which was open in the past. It was open last year for Lincoln Riley. Assuming Chris is going to be the same sort of thing. um, But yeah, what, any thoughts on the
0: uh, spring schedule? I mean, it's just a graphic at this point. So I don't expect public to be allowed. I know that's probably going to be a question in the chat or something we get over the next, over the course of the next several weeks going into camp, but I don't expect public to be allowed. I feel that USC fans, and I'm kind of excited to see the spring game this year. I know prior to Lincoln-Riley, spring game has never been, spring showcase, has never been really that exciting, but I think a lot more people will be excited about the spring game. You know, they set the record for attendance last year, so I'm interested to see what that looks like this time around. You know, you got Caleb Williams coming back, Lincoln-Riley year two. Uh, 11 wins last year, got to the Pac-12 championship. Some exciting players that they brought in, some exciting freshmen that are already on campus. So you can see Zachariah Branch, Tackett Curtis. So a lot of people I think will be more interested to come out this time around. Uh, and if you're already planning on going to the spring chat and you're in the chat, spring game and you're in the chat, yeah. let us know if you're you're planning on going. But I think the, the turnout will be bigger for this, this turnaround. So that's the most interesting thing. They're starting a little bit early. No surprise there with the week zero, but yeah, I'm excited. It just feels like we we barely just caught our breath after uh, Arlington, and now we're kind of just right right back into it. It's like it's happening
2: fast, and uh, the fact that it's like 26 days away or something like that right now uh, from spring football starting is like whoa. It's still going to be a long uh, off season um, through you know once spring ball ends. um, There's going to be a lot going on there, but you know it's going to start faster than than before, just because you got that week zero game. So kind of get things uh, kicking in a little bit early. So it'll be, I don't know. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I want to see, maybe we can watch a little bit more. Probably not. Probably gonna be the same format. Like it's kind of worked. Uh, but we, we, we got to talk to Lincoln Riley a month ago or whatever it was. You did get the feeling like he sort of was opening up a little bit more and he didn't feel uncomfortable with the sort of access that he was given the media. So maybe there would be some, you know, a little bit more. I don't know. Uh, but we'll have to wait and see on that. Uh, also, USC picked up a uh, a kicker commitment, Chris. Um, this is a class of 2023. Preferred walk-on, but mm-hmm. needing some help on the uh, special teams um, side of things. And uh, Tyler Robles, he's, uh, he's in there. I'll put a picture of him if you want to give everyone a little
0: tidbit about uh, Tyler and the USC's new kicker. Tyler Robles from La Costa Canyon out in San Diego, not, you know how, you know, when you get a kicker commit, you don't go to 24-7 sports rankings or ESPN rankings. You go to like Coles Kicking or Sailor Kicking. They have all the ratings. He's not in that system. So maybe he's not a part of those organizations, but he is a pretty good kicker. And, you know, kickers usually come in as preferred walk-ons unless there's special exemptions or you're being coached by John Baxter and he'll give everyone and anyone a scholarship to be a kicker or a punter but he's joining the team preferred walk on he specializes or where i think he's going to have the earliest impact is going to be kickoffs that was something that lincoln riley specifically addressed when he talked about uh special teams improvement how touchbacks they need to get more touchbacks you know they let they were one of the leaders in the nation in kickoffs, but they only had about a 43% touchback rate, which is not great when you're kicking off the ball that much. Led to some some big returns against them, some penalties, stuff like that. Just simpler. If you just put it in the back of the end zone, they can't even bring it back. Tyler Robles was actually the CIF Southern section leader in touchbacks. I believe he was 47 of 52. So that's pretty good at the high school level. So let, let the entire Southern section in touchbacks. So... I think he's gonna be able to come in right away and compete for that kickoff job. And then as far as his leg, he does have a pretty strong leg. His career long is fifty-two yards. He also had makes a 48, 47, and 46 this past year as a senior. Only went only attempted nine kicks uh for La Costa Canyon, went seven of nine and was twenty-seven of twenty-eight on extra points. So good addition. You know, they they added uh Eddie Chaplitsky at punter. Now they've added Tyler Robles at kicker. So Lincoln Riley went in and said, you know, we need more competition in that specialist room. We need more place kickers. We need more punters. So add in, you know, Garth White, who was hurt last year as a Juco transfer. He has ability to do kicks and punts. They're solid across the board in terms of depth. You know, Eddie Chapliski, probably the favorite to be the starting punter next year. And then Tyler Robles, you know, I think he could be the kickoff guy and maybe even push Dennis Lynch for that kicker job. We'll see. Dennis Lynch, as you recall, was a preferred walk-on as well. So it's going to be interesting uh, this fall when he gets on campus and see how that all comes together in that specialist room.
2: Yeah, for sure. Um, but, yeah, there's a lot more depth there, and I think that's one of the things. Lincoln Riley, in year one, you're sort of like filling in holes. Now there's just more of a, a process going on, right? You're You're adding players that you think can become impact players, starters right away, but you're also adding depth behind those guys. Um, you know, like just looking at the offensive line where you're recruiting a bunch of high school guys, but you're also still bringing in veterans. And so you're going to have your frontline starters, but some guys behind there to fill some holes where you you saw this year, they had some good starters, but they didn't really have the depth behind it. So it seems like, you know, just year two of roster building and part of it's bringing in some extra kickers and punters that you can use.
0: Yeah, uh, just more flexibility. More options is never a bad thing, and he's a preferred walk-on, so it doesn't really it doesn't count against your scholarship count. So that could be a starter for you, a major impact player, and he's not on scholarship. You know, it's something they'll they'll work towards him, work towards him getting down the line, as typically goes with specialists. But I think it's a really good pickup. It's not the flashiest pickup, obviously. It's not a douche Robinson or anything like that, but. Still can have a big impact for USC next season. We're going to
2: talk about Deuce next, but I want to see. Um, SC Dad said, How many kickers and punters are on scholarship now? So, this is not a new scholarship punish. So, I think Dennis Litch was preferred walk on, was added scholarship. I think he was added scholarship.
0: I don't, or maybe not. I don't think he's on a scholarship. I haven't seen anything that says, well, he's they, on. Oh,
2: Stathouse got it right. Like, Stadhouse
0: was on scholarship, yeah, because
2: yes. he was in the portal and they gave him a scholarship and came back. I don't
0: know the status of Aiden Sleep Dalton. I'm not sure if he's scholarship either. I'm yeah. assuming Eddie Chaplitsky is on scholarship. I would think so. The number yeah. one Pac-12 punter. I'm like, if I'm coming to your school, I better be on scholarship. So I'm going to go ahead and assume Chaplitsky is definitely on scholarship. Stathouse is graduating. Uh, so that might be a free scholarship.
2: That might have free one up too. Yeah. I, I'm still working on my scholarship chart. So I'm sorry about that. Some of this its confusion. the number
0: one thing that people have been complaining about is where is the scholarship chart? I know. And, uh, so get it done. I'm getting it done. I'm tired of fielding questions about it. Yeah, my bad.
2: Uh, let's talk about Deuce Robinson. Deuce is loose. Uh, he was on campus this past weekend, not for what you think. Um, you know, those area code games. Remember when Shotgun was around? Chris, Shotgun would always go to those things. Oh, I miss him. Dato Field, he was over there um, and uh, doing a baseball workout. You know, the scouts and stuff all see that. But he told uh, Blair Angulo that uh, April 1st would be his deadline. He does want to enroll in a school. You know, He's still probably going to get drafted, in a Major League Baseball draft, but um, enroll in school and be able to be there for move-in day is what he said. So any thoughts on the five-star um, from Pinnacle, uh, Phoenix, Arizona, Deuce Robinson?
0: Yeah, I mean, this one is obviously dragging out. It seems like the last three cycles, USC has had a five-star that they have – had to wait a long time for. And it hasn't been kind to them with JT Tuumalao, you know, going very late into the summer, choosing Ohio State. USC lost out on that one. And then Josh Connerly, famously last last cycle, going all the way into the wire, and he went past February, ended up choosing Oregon. Is this the five-star that USC finally gets super late in the recruiting cycle? Maybe. We'll have to see. USC obviously very in a good position In a very good position with him, you know, fighting against Georgia, Texas, Alabama is also still in the mix. But the fact that him being on campus is interesting, like literally on campus across the field from Lincoln Riley's office. I wonder if Lincoln had a telescope set up and was just watching him or try to send smoke signals or whatnot, because it is a dead period. Uh, So it's interesting that he was on campus. I wonder how that dynamic worked out. But, you know, this is going to be one that I think USC can win. You know, we've heard a lot of sources that have been confident that Deuce Robinson is going to be a Trojan in the end. Georgia made their late push. You know, they've gotten tons of tight ends. It feels like this cycle, so maybe that does help USC in terms of being a tight end deficient program right now. You can add him to that room and obviously upgrade it right off the bat. So, you know, they still have to beat out, you know, Major League Baseball and whatever happens with the draft, but USC firmly in position to land Deuce robinson another five-star but still gonna still gonna have to wait wait a couple more months a couple more weeks and i'll be interested to see if they were able to get him on campus during the spring when it opens up and they can have him on campus again i wonder if they're able to get an unofficial visit or he'll take another unofficial visit to georgia yeah or texas or alabama and almost like the the it resets for him and he's able to take more visits we'll see if he'll you know come out and Check out USC. And obviously, they're a lot closer than all the other programs. So they'll have that advantage of, hey, let's just uh, take the drive out here from Arizona and uh, check out what's going on. Check out Caleb Williams tossing it to Zachariah Branch and Dorian Singer and all those things. And hey, we can still use you, your big six foot six body. Come join us. You know, his former teammate Elijah Page is on campus now. Yeah. So he's probably hitting him up like, hey, come (laughs) check us out. So, you know, there are some things that are going to be working for USC moving into the spring, getting him back on campus so they can do that. So it's going to be a fight to the end. But maybe Deuce Robinson is the one they finally are able to pull in late. Yeah.
2: It would be big. USC fans were still complaining because he's not a defensive player, but whatever. I mean, you get a guy like that, just absolute stud. Um, There's some pretty good guys who can catch the ball coming in this class already and uh, transfers with Dorian Singer. But none like him. He's a different beast. He's a dude. I mean, he's just a he's just built differently. Um, you saw LeBron, you know, set the all-time NBA scoring record last night. Just a guy like that's built differently. Like Deuce Robinson. I'm not saying comparing him to LeBron, but just some guys who come in. You're like they, he like doesn't you're look comparing him to LeBron. He just looks like a different person uh, than the other guys playing in his position. And so uh, that's a good thing if you want to get someone like that and someone someone that can make Bruce Feldman's freak list at some point. You know, you would like guys like
0: that. You know, that's going to be aggregated. USC Insider compares Deuce Robinson to LeBron James.
2: Nice. Uh, I hope you're ready
0: for that. Certainly not doing that.
2: Uh, but yeah, that was nice. For, for LeBron got the the record. Were you uh, there? I was not there, no. Was that here? It was here, yeah. Okay. It was Laker. yeah. I was trying and I didn't get tickets. but um, I've been to a lot of the Laker games this year, but I didn't get tickets to that one. So, uh, All right, I want to also talk about the offseason workouts because you're getting ready for spring ball. We're less than a month away, like we already talked about. The guys are still working out. Now, can we watch these workouts? Hell no, we can't do you can that. you follow anymore. Benny Wiley, you can. That's what I was going to say. Check him out on the Instagrams, or uh, I think it's mostly where he's putting him up or on Instagram. Um, thoughts, Chris, on anything you've seen from the workouts? I know, like, incoming freshman linebacker Tackett Curtis was like heaving a medicine ball, like, 30 feet in the air or something like that, you know, just. Outerworldly things, uh, anything that you're st- kind of stands out from uh, some of these offseason workout clips we got to see that you want to share?
0: You know, it's it's winter workout time, so everyone's analyzing pictures and clips and like, oh, my gosh, this person looks so freaking huge. Oh, my gosh, this freshman looks ready to go day one. It's it's more of the same, but, you know, Tacky Curtis was physically impressive as a high school senior. You know, he was already built like that when he came in, so – It's no surprise to see that he is, quote unquote, dominating in the weight room. Uh, Zachariah Branch, just another guy who was built like a college dude in high school. You know, credit to his dad, who runs that strength program there at Bishop Gorman, has him ready uh, to compete in a college weight room already and the way he looks. And a lot of people are posting those photos on the P and they're just like drooling with excitement about... You know some of these players that are coming in, and you know, there's some interesting play. Uh, there's nothing really you can glean too much from you know short clips and stuff, but it is interesting, like you know, see like Michael Tarquin and Jonah Monheim uh, working out together. And you know, I, I tweeted that out like USC's future offensive line on the right side. People think that you know, Monheim's going to kick inside to right guard and have Tarquin take over the right tackle spot, that looking like a very good right side of the, the offensive line, and then you have. You know, Justin Didich, you know, doing three sets of 500 like it's nothing. Uh, Captain Didi doing that light work. And then there's clips of Darren Barlow uh, squatting 500 pounds as well. So the first offseason or the first, yeah, the first offseason with Benny Wiley, you saw those gains. I think year two, you you could see even more because you've established that culture. You've established that foundation. And now we're gonna see what it actually looks like as it picks up momentum in the weight room. So really excited to see what guys' body bodies look like, you know, coming into that first day of spring. You know, they got their nutrition staff in place. I think we're gonna see a lot of changes in in, in guys' bodies, people go gaining weight, people losing weight, slimming down. You know, there's there's a lot of guys we can talk about that we wanna see what they look like now. You know, Devin Tompkins, what does he look like? What does Elijah Page look like at six foot? seven and 300 pounds is he gonna be 310 when he gets when he gets there like who is bulking up who is slimming down you know Lincoln Riley mentioned that they still had some guys that needed to cut weight after the year he mentioned that in his postseason thing so we're gonna see going to spring who has been cutting weight who has been doing what and it's nice to get these little glimpses of what's going on in the workroom and looks like that culture is uh up and running firmly they look like they're having a lot of fun in there
2: yeah, for sure, and I think there's going to be a lot of uh, eyeballs on what these guys look like, especially the new players. When you get a whole bunch of transfers coming in, so every time they put some new Instagram stories up there, uh, we're trying to like uh, get some more reports on what's going on there. So stay tuned for that. That should be. We'll try to have some fun with that uh, coming up in a little bit. But yeah, so stay tuned for all that stuff. You've Got to get uh, him back on the show. Get Benny on the show again. Yeah, yeah, that would be fun. We He's try your to get guy. Him- yeah, he's he's a good dude. I'll try to get him on the show this off season, like heading into uh, spring ball, and kind of get an update on what some of those guys are doing. So that's a good idea. All right, I uh, want to talk about twenty four seven sports. Put out a story from a couple of days or yesterday. Uh, Raymond Lucas is one of the the national desk guys. And right now we don't know what the over under you know win projection total for 2023 is. Vegas will come out with that. The different sports books will have um, different things. But they did a story kind of trying to you know figure out what the Pac-12 over under win totals for 2023 would be. This is regular season, so 12 games um, doesn't count bowl games or Pac-12 championship games or anything like that. I'll go through all these. Real quick, and we'll talk about USC specifically, but if anyone, any of them stand out to you, Chris, let, let me know. They have Washington State at uh, seven and a half, okay. Stamp, Stanford down at four. Your favorite? Uh, they're bad. Uh, Utah, two time defending Pac 12 champs at eight and a half. Oregon State also at eight and a half. Uh, they were, I mean, yeah, they could have had a huge year. They, dark horse they, really to make a run. Hit. Yeah, it's certainly a dark horse. Uh, Arizona, uh, four and a half. So. Oh, that's a little less than what they had this year, which they had a tough schedule, so that's kind of weird. Colorado won one game they're four and a half also seems fair, yeah, I think that's probably pretty good Cal is the the basement uh three ooh they're not uh they're not loving that on the a, that might cuts. be a
0: little too low that might be a little low. I mean they were four and eight this year I believe they right they had a really good running back they had a dynamic quarterback coming in they'll have a good defense, so I mean mm-hmm. we'll see, yeah,
2: they haven't had a great one um Arizona State, six and a half. So okay. they're they projecting bowl eligibility for the uh, Sun Devils and Kenny Dillingham, excuse me. Uh, Washington tied for number one at nine and a half wins. Okay. So Michael Penix is back. Sure. Um, You know, Kalen DeBoer, he's done some really good things I can there. I see it. The Ducks and Bo Nix, who's also returning, uh, they have at nine. So they lose their offensive coordinator, Kenny Dillingham. So not quite... Top of the heap, like some would think. UCLA won nine games this year. They have UCLA at seven now with DTR, who's gone after being there for about a decade. Um, so, you know, they got Dante Moore coming in. So we'll see. But seven, that would be a bit of a setback. I don't think they have a super difficult schedule. And then USC at nine and a half, uh, tied for number one. I know when I posted this on the boards, Chris, people were going, flip it out. That's that too low. Uh, I think Vegas is probably going to have USC at like 10, maybe. But uh, any thoughts on any of those? And
0: then USC, of course. I mean, I kind of shared my thoughts as we went through that. Washington up there feels right. Utah seems a little low for me uh, just because it's Utah and they always find a way and two-time. Cam Rising should be back. I feel like they should probably be up there at least at the nine range, eight and a half, you know, whatever. But that seems a little low. You know, Oregon seems fine where it is. I think Cal is too low. I think uh, Arizona State feels maybe a little bit high. Everyone's riding that Kenny Dillingham uh, momentum right now. So that's fine. Uh, They got a, obviously, they got Jada Rashada. That'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Six bowl game first year. I could see it, but I'd probably go a little bit lower, maybe the five. Yeah. And Colorado at four seems fair. you know, they have talent coming in. I don't know what the Deion Sanders experiment is going to look like, but I'll watch. I'm I'll, definitely going to watch. I'm definitely going to watch. It's like, boop. We'll know. be watching. Uh, there'll be a big, big old huddle around him for uh, Pac-12 Media Day. So it'll be fun. Definitely be fun. Uh, I have to imagine that they'll bring Travis Hunter and his son, right? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, with USC, nine and a half. Yeah. I mean, P probably hates it, but. You know, you could talk me into it being, you know, a little bit higher, but this team should win at least 10 games next season. Yeah. You we know, have a returning Heisman winner. Really good offensive line. You retooled it. You made it better. You got more depth. You got more weapons. Defense, who knows? Who knows? We're going to have to see what that looks like. But you brought in some people. You brought in some defensive guys. You have some interesting guys coming in. Anthony Lucas, Tackett Curtis. Uh, Keon Bars, Mason Cobb, you have some guys that could really help you next season. So we'll see if that's enough to overcome some of the deficiencies and issues or fix some of those issues, tackling, big plays, poor man coverage, all those kind of things. So we'll see what it looks like. But on paper, they should be better defensively. On paper, they should be better defensively, even though I know everyone in the chat is probably going, fire, fire, ask Grinch, do it, do it right now. So defense is the only thing really holding them back. If they hadn't lost the way they did, I would – I'd probably have them – they'd probably be a 10 right now. Yeah, solidly. at least. At um,
2: least. Yeah, that's the – if questions on the defensive side, that's where – that's why it would be lower. But I feel like it's going to be 10 when Vegas comes out. So Okay. Um,
0: no one knows Vegas more than Ryan Abrams. I don't know. So. I'm going tomorrow, actually. Tomorrow? For Super what?
2: Bowl weekend, baby. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I'm probably going for Pac-12 tournament again. And then the opening round of the NCAA tournament. I like doing that too. So, that's kind of fun. USC's he, he, on he does, he's week.
0: only going cuz he did not do well at the uh blackjack table last time when I was there. No. Yeah, I didn't do well. He he was embarrassed. He didn't get in the craps table, but craps was good. I was the cooler for you at the uh, the blackjack table. Yeah, I don't know.
2: But I, I love I love going. It's a lot of fun um there you go but should have a good time with that uh did you see your boy caleb williams um who used to coach used to coach him in swimming honorary uh starter for uh the clash of the coliseum uh let me put a picture up he's uh cool he's there at the coliseum with reggie bush a couple of usc heisman winners um yeah, he gets to uh he was waving that flag over like under the peristyle end. I don't know much about NASCAR. I don't I didn't really watch any I of know this. Those cars um they have cars that go around in a circle. It's a very small circle inside the coliseum. I think it's like a quarter mile track or something.
0: It almost seems comically small. But it, what do I know? Shaka knows NASCAR. He's yeah. actually a NASCAR person. Uh, if you're a NASCAR person in the chat, why don't you just call in and you can lead this discussion? I don't know anything about NASCAR other than, you know, they go left a lot. But, yeah, that's a cool honor. You know, I'm sure a lot of the – I heard a lot of the teammates, the team went to that. Check it out, yeah. Yeah, I think they did that last year too. I think Jude Wolf had like a funny little viral moment on Twitter. So, I don't know. Yeah, seemed like a good time. One too hot. Yeah. Uh, He also got a new –
2: if you look at his Instagram, uh, it's a – clothing company i think alo is that the in my goodness there's a little drip check going on i don't know you want to like have you seen that i have not seen that yeah so he's it's like a whole like commercial him wearing different stuff like sort of like doing fake workouts wearing these clothes so uh another good nil deal for caleb williams apparently so it's good you know i've said this from the beginning when nil was sort of coming out that if you're in la and you're a star like caleb williams you win the heisman like you're going to get some amazing kind of deals. Like you wouldn't get if you were like in Tallahassee, right? You just wouldn't do it. But, you know, probably the backup guard in Tallahassee is getting some some kind of deal because Florida State football is the biggest thing there where unless you're, you know, if you're a star in LA, that's great. If you're not a star, I don't know if you're going to be getting the same kind of stuff that you would be if you were in, you know, Lincoln, Nebraska. Right. And you were like a, you know, I'm the, I'm like the, you know, second team all conference left guard, there you go. Um, and you make a big, you know, you're like, oh yeah, you got five car dealers who want to do a deal with you. Where in L. A. they're like, I don't know who you are. Um, so that's sort of that was my kind of take on like the high level NIL stuff. Like if you're as far as getting like sponsorships things, um, it's hard. Where LA's is, you know, so many professional sports are here already. I mean, you have like the all time leading score just you know last night, LeBron James, Kawhi Leonard. I mean, there's just you know the million superstars in this city. So, like, yeah, it's great Caleb Williams can get his little slice. But, um, you know, if you're Brett Nealon, like, I don't know, like, it's it's probably going to be a lot harder. Like, you're not really that well known um, outside of, like, the the big star. So, but it looked like another good NIL deal for uh, for him.
0: Wave the flag, secure the bag. That's all I got to say. <laughs> I should be in marketing, god damn it. You should, man. Uh, we got one more,
2: one little note. I, had, I put a lot of notes in this morning. From like, what's going on? There's a lot in the offseason. A lot going on. We got little notes. Uh, they did release the NFL Combine um invitees today. Uh, today on Wednesday, February 8th. So I'll read them off. Uh, wide receiver Jordan Addison, who some people think could be a first-round draft pick. Um, cornerback Makai Blackman. I think the the longer he's gone, I think the more you're gonna realize how freaking good he was uh for USC. I know. Gonzalez was awesome for Oregon. But those two corners, like for, I mean, think about that. Like two, like all Pac-12 kind of quality corners that Colorado had, and they left for Oregon and USC. Um, That's tough. Uh, Travis Dye, running back, we'll see how healthy he is, but he's invited. Uh, Defensive lineman, Tule, Tule, below crushing it this year, obviously leading the uh, nations in sacks. And then uh, Andrew Voorhees on the offensive line. Um, no Brett Nealon, who I mentioned earlier, but uh, Andrew Voorhees did get an invite.
0: The only thing that's really surprising about that list is no Brett Nealon, as you mentioned, but perhaps maybe he's, obviously he's too injured to compete, but maybe because you're kind of that level of injured, they still don't bring you on for you know the interview stuff and that, that kind of deal, measurements and what have you. Yeah, so that's that's interesting. I, I don't really know how it works when, you know, if he was like, you know, if you were like a guaranteed kind of first-round guy and you had an injury like that, you'd probably still find your way to be invited into the draft for that process. But, yeah, a little interesting that he's not part of that. If he was, you know, healthy, I, I, I'm I assuming he would have gotten an invite to the draft or the, yeah. excuse me, the combine. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's tough that he wasn't able to, you know, get invited to that. But everyone else on that list, not surprised about I am really excited to see Andrew Voorhees do the bench press. We've heard about his legendary ability to bench 225 like 40 times or something like that. So like a lot. Like I'm just saying, possibly, possibly going for the record. I don't really know what the record is. If someone knows in the chat, I feel like it was like forty eight or something like that. But and I and I bet you it was a I bet you was a, I bet you it was a Polynesian guy. I guarantee you. You think? Yeah. I would assume it's a Polynesian guy. Yeah
2: um let's put up some big some big numbers there there's a i sometimes the combine's boring sometimes it's fun um if you remember from way back in the day david beeler the usc kicker who was a fullback at one point former oh, cowboy yeah wearing a neck roll he was a cowboy for a while i remember the the combine story is like the kickers like the special teams guys and tight ends were lifting on the same day like they were in the same group and uh the couple of tight ends lifted and everyone sort of walks away. Cause it's the kickers are next. And then Beeler comes up and like just crushing the, the, I don't know how many reps he did on two twenty-five. And there, a couple or one or two reporters that stayed was just like, Oh my God. And of course the Cowboys had to draft them uh, at that point. But yeah, that was good for him. He, he played for a couple of years, right? Yeah. I think so.
0: He was a pretty good kicker for us. Yeah,
2: Not bad. Uh, but yeah, some fun combine stories. Hopefully we can see Andrew Voorhees kind of make some, some headlines. Um, and we'll see what kind of goes on there. Uh, let's see. Is that all we had for? Yeah. Okay. That's all the notes I have for now. Why don't we do this? Let's take a quick break and we'll come back and we will, yeah, we'll uh, get to some questions. We've got a bunch of questions and stuff. So back in a minute. All right, we're back here on the Parastyle Podcast. Uh, I did star some of your questions from the chat. So if you're watching live on YouTube, uh, thank you very much for that. Uh, we appreciate that. And you can subscribe to our YouTube channel over at Inside Troy. Um, it's been growing all the time. we got a bunch of viewers watching live and watching the replays of these shows. So they've been a lot of fun to do. we got to get the tunnel visions going again, kind of the night version of the show. So we'll start doing that uh, here at some point, but we gotta do uh, we gotta do the segment, Chris.
1: Read simple words. You've got mail. Woohoo!
2: Yes, nice, Homer. Uh, that fits beautifully. It does for, for pretty well. Um, yeah, we want to get to some mail. We have some voicemails. Uh, I think, Chris, this was uh, your buddy. You guys are like soulmates. He's in the chat, so I'm gonna play this voicemail for
0: you. Is it Eddie from Warren?
1: Hey guys. Um- Eddie Reina, Eddie R, uh, Eddie from Orange, calling in. Uh, all the same guy. Um, so, yeah. Uh, also, I'm 39. Chris, I played high school football with uh, Matt Liner at Modern Day and a few other guys. So, yep. Um, wow. Quick question about recruiting. Um, now that we're post-National Signing Day, he's self-duced out there. You still have... Uh, you know some needs, particularly in like the nose guard. You know, in a one tech, a zero tech kind of guy. Um, who do you think USC is really pursuing? Is that kid from Indiana, uh, the American Samoan kid from Indiana, a viable option? Um, have they not signed or brought him in because of academic reasons? just have happen or anything like that? And any unsubstantiated rumors about you know? Uh, someone who can play the nose guard coming in. Also, when's Marvin Harrison gonna enroll? Is he a summer enrollee? Um, okay, thanks. See you guys later. Bye. Thanks, Eddie.
0: Yeah, Marvin Harrison will be the last day to add for like the summer or whatever. So just <laughs> just be on the toon- lookout for that. Uh, as far as the Indiana kid, whose name uh, I'm not even gonna try. Co. Uh, Noah something, something, something. I'm not going to. Yeah, sounds perfect. If you you know, you just Google CO uh, Indiana football. I reported in the war room several weeks ago that USC has been in communication with him. You know, there is no offer, it seems. I think they're just, you know, kicking the tires a little bit. I think they're just, you know, feeling it out. I'm not sure in terms of the academic sense of it. Uh, that could be you know something but I'm I I have nothing to say that academics are a reason to hold up I think they're going to get him to visit during the spring I think that's in his plans so we'll have to see if that follows through but he would be a guy that they're absolutely looking at for that hole at, at the, the one Tech the nose the nose guard position to help some of that interior defensive line as far as anyone coming in no one really you know Dejan left Lafitte could be a guy, but he's a true freshman. That's really hard to do as a true freshman. He won't even be here till the summer. I know people talk about Amos Talalele, 6'5", 330 pounds. Let's put him at D-line. Well, I think Josh Henson wants him at O-line, so I don't think we're going to see him flip over anytime soon, even though that's, I know that's a pop, popular pair-style move that they want to see happen. But as of right now, I think... Uh, Co is kind of the top option that's kind of out there, and it's not really a real option yet because there's no real offer yet. But again, there will be another spring. There will be another transfer portal window after the spring, so a couple more options could flush themselves out by then. So there will be, there should be some more intriguing options to to look at uh, after spring. But again, we'll have to wait on that. Don't have a crystal ball to see what's really going to be out there. Uh, you can come check out Unsubstantiated Rumors to hear Gerard talk about what might be out there. But yes, as of right now, CO is kind of like the real concrete name because he's the one only in the portal right now. Yeah.
2: All right. Uh, we had an email. Frank in Fresno. Hey, Ryan. Hope Oahu treated you well. I watched the Polynesian game and it was great, especially – Like the halftime show, can't wait for next season to watch all the new talent coming in from high school recruiting, as well as the dudes from the portal. Can't wait to see the electrifying plays from Caleb Williams, a.k.a. Mahomes 2.0, and Zachariah Branch, a.k.a. Tyreek Hill 2.0 next season. Yep. I claim the a.k.a. You heard it here first. A lot of emojis, a lot of fight on emojis, fight on Frank in Fresno. Frank's excited. What's the a.k.a.? Uh, eight, so he's calling uh, Caleb Williams, Mahomes. Oh, he's, he's he's akaing those guys. Okay,
0: yeah. Not a question. Just a excited I just, fan. I just uh, I think it's just yeah. Sure. I'm I'm glad a lot of people are excited about the offense um, next season. I think so. I mean, there's there's good reason to be excited,
2: right? Like, I would say. Uh, you have the Heisman Trophy winner. You got a lot of talent. You got a great coach.
0: The excitement should be high. People should be, you know, I know everyone's like, oh, this, that, that. I want to I throw in the chat. Who are you more excited for, Zachariah Branch or Tackett Curtis? Ooh, I like it. Yeah, uh, I, obviously, I can't read, so you have to let me know. I will let, I'll let you know, yeah.
2: Speaking of chat, let's pull up a question uh, from Cameron. What are you hoping to see from the offense, defense, and special teams during spring practice? Offense. Oh, you can go first. No, no. I was hoping to watch any of it first of all. But
0: oh, if I if, so if I had just the unlimited amount of time to watch all those practices, I think for offense, I uh, I think the big thing would just be watching the cohesion of the offensive line. Got a bunch of new guys. Those those uh, spring camp battles are going to be the most interesting. So just with the not, guys they have coming in, Jared Kingston and Michael Tarquin. I don't believe either of them will be there. In the spring, but just seeing how those guys, you know, come together with the with all those guys and Justin Dietrich obviously taking over at center, you know, Jonah Montheim maybe moving into right guard, just seeing all that kind of work itself out and and come together. Special teams would just be more consistency out of, you know, Dennis Lynch and Eddie Chaplitsky Booming punts, maybe, Gerard. I hate to bring up booming punts again, but just maybe see that leg unfold, you know, you can't really see a lot in spring camp about uh, special teams. I feel like you don't really get to see special teams until like actual game days, see what's coming along. But I guess just having the number one punter in the conference added and seeing what that does for their their coverage units. And then defensively, I mean, it's just going to be about being more athletic, better tackling. But I think specifically just the front Itself, you know, they've lost 2 e 2 Do they have guys that can be playmakers in the backfield? Can they have a guy in the interior consistently get inside and disrupt? Can you know, a guy like Jamil Muhammad come in and be a guy who is just getting in the backfield, one win those one on one battles? Can Solomon Bird consistently do it? Is Romelo Height fully healthy? You know, he didn't play three games last year, didn't record a tackle. Is he back fully? Corey Foreman, what's what's he going to look like? Anthony Lucas, is he going to play more interior? Is he going to bulk up a little more? So many questions for the front. So it's just mainly about the front and finding a consistent pass rush. And then obviously with those linebackers that they have, all that coming together. So, yeah, I would just watch the front.
2: Yeah, Uh, good stuff there. Thanks for that question. Let's do another voicemail.
3: Hello, Ryan and Chris. Uh, Been listening to your program for a long, long time. You guys do a great job. Uh, Coach Harvey Hyde is amazing. Gives a good perspective. Uh, I have a, I have a question for you. If you were to grade out the defensive recruiting class this year, what would you give that as a grade? Not including the portal transfers. So I would give it D plus, maybe C minus. If you were to grade out the offensive class this year, what would the grade be? I would give it maybe an A minus, um, which, which is a lot higher, obviously. So the concern I have is that their defense was terrible this year. It lost them a game to Tulane. It lost them a game, you know, potentially against Utah and also the playoffs. And the recruiting class is terrible this year as defense as well. The question I have is how many chances is Lincoln Riley going to give Grinch? And if it wasn't his friend, and he was doing an honest assessment of what happened this year with the season, the recruiting class, which is going to affect next year, they're way behind on defense, unfortunately. And it seems, again, not only during the season, but also during the recruiting class, the offense has to carry them. I think Lincoln Riley needs to be honest with himself and assess the hall this year with the defense and also assess what happened during the year with the defense. Thank you guys very much. Uh, I enjoy listening to the show. Uh, I will call in again. Thank you again.
2: Thanks for the call. To be fair, USC's defense probably won the Oregon state game. You don't win that game without the defense,
0: but uh, any thoughts on, uh, on all that, Chris? It's funny. I could feel the anger in his voice rising (laughs) as he got to the defense and Alex French and all that. So looking forward to that all off season, but in terms of grades, yeah, I think we're kind of on the same page with the offense. You hit it out of the park with the offensive line. Do you wish you maybe gotten, you know, Caleb Lomu? Sure, but you signed five guys, including a consensus four-star guy and Elijah Page. So, on campus now, got an incredible receive, excuse me, receiving class: Sakurai Branch, Makai Lemon, Jacoby Lane, who six foot five gives you a little bit more diversity. Five-star quarterback two really, really good running backs, uh, a couple tight ends, you know, Kate Ellerich, more like an H-back kind of deal, and uh, Walker Lyons, and maybe even Deuce Robinson. So I think it's firmly an A. And I, I think I gave for the overall class a B plus. So obviously defense is going to bring down that A a little bit when you combine them together. Yeah, I mean, I would probably lean towards a very low B-minus, just because you really wanted to get more impact defensive linemen, look, you got your number one linebacker on your board. You got Braylon Shelby, who was just skyrocketed up the rankings and a guy other national programs wanted. And to keep him committed, you know, there's a time where there's a little bit of worry that, hey, is Braylon Shelby thinking about, you know, maybe looking around a little bit? But no, they kept him. They got him on campus, they signed him. Great pull by them. You know, you got a, another good local linebacker in David Peavy, uh, good local cornerback in Malachi Crawford. Yes, you know, you missed out on Roderick Pleasant. Is it a big loss in terms of need? Not really. It's a more hurtful in terms of uh, optics. Losing a guy like that to Oregon would have been a really big addition. But the real issue is just defensive line. There wasn't any really home run instant impact guys like attacking Curtis for the defensive line. That's where a lot of the grade is dropping for me. You know, Sam Green, you know, undersized, but super quick, twitchy. Early and rolling now, again, really hard for true freshmen to impact on the defensive line. Even Jay Tufele, you know, red shirt his freshman year, and he was a five-star. So really, really hard to be an impact guy early when you're a high school kid going against grown men in the trenches. So will Sam Green be a day one guy? am not banking on it. Elijah Hughes probably need, needs to add more weight to his frame as he tries to go from you know edge to interior or you know stay on the edge. Uh, Dejan Laf- Lafitte, as I mentioned, you know he still needs you know a lot more development. So you're not really going to get outside of maybe Green. You're not really going to get any early impact guys at the defensive line, and that's where the big need is so that's what's dropping the class for me but i think they did a really good job with edge rushers and linebackers could have done better with cornerbacks so yeah i would say you could talk me into a very high c plus or and a or a very low b minus is what i'm feeling right now gotcha chris uh what was the question you asked for our chat it or branch it or
2: branch are you more excited um, for we only have uh we only have three people that have responded to that. So, well, we're waiting. Go ahead, let us know what you think. But we got two branches and one tacket. How so. many
0: uh, degenerates are watching us live? Uh, we have 142 people watching live right now. In the middle of the afternoon on a Wednesday. So much work not getting done. <laughs> so much work not getting done. Yeah. Uh very nice.
2: Okay, let's go to we have a a email. John Oakland says, I ran across this announcement that the Coliseum will host the Super Motocross World Championships on October 14th while the Trojans are on the road at Notre Dame. It looks like a major makeover for the field. I'm sure the USC staff in charge of running the Coliseum expect to have it back in good condition by next weekend's Utah game. But do you ever recall such a significant disruption to the playing field happening in the middle of a football season?
0: I know nothing about this i did not even hear about it that's a ryan question in terms of the historic scope they ever came in and done a rodeo uh i mean they were when they were sharing with the
2: nfl stuff sometimes they would have to like redo the whole field and then things would get a little bit of a mess that's probably
0: the closest i would think that's probably like the closest kind of but that's like football to football you know it's not uh motocross to football yeah it'll definitely have a makeover i don't know what kind of impact i think it'll be fine I would think. Yeah, I don't think, but I can't recall anything like that. Yeah, uh, any drastic change like that happening? At least my time covering the USC. That's a Ryan question. Same. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember anything like that.
2: Let's go to uh, Steve in the chat. He says, "Do you think? Who do you think did a better job in year one, Josh Henson or Sean Nua?" Ooh, Josh Henson. Yeah, I think you got
0: to go Henson. I think Henson. Is actually going to finish as USC's number one recruiter in terms of rankings. So win there. Signed five guys. Signed three really good guys out of the portal. Kept that line going as long as he could for injuries. You know, kind of smack them at the end. But for the most part, they were really good. You know, Joe Moore Award finalist. Argument that they could have won that. You know, two kind of all-American caliber players and Brett Neal and Andrew Voorhees. Andrew Voorhees was one last year, but to keep that going and, you know, develop Justin Dietrich in just a quick amount of time into, you know, a top center during the bowl season. Really good job as well. That's his specialty. So, yeah, I would I would give it to Henson. Nice. I would do the same. I'd follow along with that.
2: Another one from Blessum Breaks. Uh, Instead of blaming NIL, isn't it more realistic that Oregon has better recruiters and facilities? Landing with his SEC ties, Josh, Clem, and Martin are ace recruiters, while we have Lincoln and Dante. Blessing Breaks doesn't
0: seem to be real high on things. Um, What's his name? Bless'em Breaks. Oh, uh, Blessing Breaks was very mad in the the composite we did. He was, um, yeah. Uh,
2: NIL is definitely a, a significant part, I would say. But any any other thoughts on Blessing
0: Breaks? No, I mean NIL is the new thing in recruiting. You know some recruits don't put much emphasis to it some do but it has certainly changed the game into you know to kind of act like it doesn't affect recruiting is i think
2: naive right and i i guess people can use it as excuses too like we're just like oh it was just nil and i don't think that's that's certainly not always the case I would say when you have this like, oh, this like a two horse race between these two schools and you even hear about some other school. And then all of a sudden at the last minute, it's like, oh, he's going to this other school. Like, okay, well, was that the recruiting pitch? Was that the facility? Did he just find out about the facilities like on the last minute or was there a, oops, was there a bag placed, uh, for that player? You know, so like, I think you can kind of read the writing on the wall sometimes if it's coming, if it's a last minute swoop in, Is that facilities like you don't even go into the facilities, you know, Um, I don't know if you what do you think about that, Chris?
0: Look, I'm just saying if you kept all things even and there was no NIL, I think USC would win a lot more battles than they lost. That's a great way to put it. But that's not the game. You know, that's not the name of the game right now. NIL is the one of the defining factors in recruiting and. I'm not saying it's an excuse. I'm just saying, like, you have to factor that in for when you look at recruiting battles won and lost Yeah, in the end.
2: 100%.
0: I agree with that. It's a great way to put it. Uh,
2: James Boone, class of 81 and 83, says, Did you realize that UCLA has a slot receiver, Logan Loya, who played for Orange Lutheran, with Kyle Ford? Also on the Kyle Ford move to UCLA, I received my BS and master's at USC. And later, accepted a postdoc position at UCLA. They paid me money, so the transition was awkward until that first check. Fight on, from James Boone.
0: Did Logan Loya and Kyle Ford play together? They were. I don't. I don't remember. I feel like Logan. Maybe I'm mistaken. I thought Logan Loya went to Bosco at some point. Look, all these guys transfer a lot in the Trinity League. So yeah, I swore Logan Loya. Ended his career at Bosco. And I thought Kyle Ford was already in college when I first started covering Logan Loy on the 7-on-7 circuit. There's always a receiver that pops up every year on the 7-on-7 circuit that just kind of takes off. And that was Logan Loy the year or whatever that year that was. I'm actually going to Google it right now because okay. it's very annoying to me. That's cool. I'll pull um, up the next oh, – oh, No, but I'm just saying I don't know what the question was in there. Isn't that interesting? Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I honestly don't know what the question really was. It wasn't really much a question. It was just okay, he wait. was mentioning it, and then he just the, the coincidence. He went like, to UCLA oh. and got
2: paid for his postdoc. So.
0: Well, congrats. Yeah, that was nice. You make
2: more money than me. Uh, probably both of us, I'm sure. Howell says, can you guys uh, list off the high school players that are early enrollees? Do you know off the top of your head? You did know like you, which kicks if, the new kicker made, like you, which distances and stuff. If you
0: stall for ten seconds, I could
2: definitely stall for ten seconds um, doing that. But thanks, Howell, for the uh, the question there.
0: Um, or you could just listen to the composites of our recruits and never have to worry about yeah, this again. You should listen to that. I feel too. like we it's been covered. Uh, uh, that's all right. You know, we're gonna we're gonna do this. Here we go. Okay. Your early enrollees are Malachi Nelson, Amarion Peterson. Okay, let me start over. Quarterback Malachi Nelson, running back Amarion Peterson, running back Quentin Joiner, wide receiver Zachariah Branch, wide receiver Makai Lemon, offensive tackle Elijah Page, defensive line Sam Green, cornerback Malachi Crawford, linebacker Taka Curtis, and safety Christian Pierce. Those nice. are your early enrollees.
2: Uh, thanks for that one. And then we also have uh, Eddie, your buddy Eddie, very active uh, in the chat. Um, Eddie,
0: are you doing okay? You were in the emergency room last time we were. Uh... Yeah, hopefully he's okay. Eddie, we, we now know he's 39. Ha, huh. Logan Loya, St. John Bosco. I still got it. I still got it, god damn it. Oh, well, that was the, uh, let me see who. It,
2: that was uh, James Boone. Um, he didn't play at Orange Lutheran.
0: Okay. No, he did, but he transferred. Okay. Also so, attended Orange Lutheran. Okay. Or Orange Lutheran, and then I knew it. He transferred to St. John Bosco for his final season. I still got it. Nice. 27 to 28 extra points. Logan Loya went to Bosco. Book it.
2: Pretty good. Uh, Eddie was a kaboom for Ethan White. All right. This
0: is a meme. This is a meme. Eddie, I just want to know you're okay. But I guess that kind of tells me that he's okay by saying... He says,
2: urgent care and I'm going well thanks for asking oh okay eddie um nice well there you go and then what we'll, we'll do one last one um we got a fun one in there do you think the negative reactions to 2023 recruiting is overblown i recall ryan riley saying months ago that the 2024 class is where they'll have momentum the incoming group is similar to 2022
0: overall it's from Armin. I think there's some fair criticism of the 2023 class. But I also think they did a good job with the 2023 class. They got yeah. some good, good players. They got some good players. More so on offense, but they got some good players that are gonna help them. And I believe you mentioned Gerard that Gerard has mentioned that really you don't really see you get to see the the fruition of a new uh uh, staff and coaching staff, until and that, and the results of the f- the season not until until the following, till the following class, year. So, twenty twenty four will be kind of the real litmus test for everyone. Like you won a Heisman, listen.
2: you won eleven games, and all that. Yeah, like that's twenty twenty four class is where that should have the biggest impact. Not twenty
0: twenty three. Yeah, it's kind of like I thought I had a I thought I had a uh, analogy, but you know, it's like starlight. The start light you're looking at is from like millions of years ago. It's not just now. No, this analogy is not going anywhere. It's just, <laughs> it, it's just delayed. There's a delayed response and uh, results from the, this past season. It'll play off more into the 2024. Staff has had longer time to build relationships with 2024 kids than they've had to with 2023 three kids if that makes sense because these these staffs start making those connections like when they're like sophomores and such so yeah i think we'll see it play out better in 2024 that or that'll be the real that is what you should grade more harshly than 2023 but i still think they did a a good job in 2023 yeah Uh,
2: i've had to like put a couple users on timeouts in the chat so uh
1: don't do that break
2: yeah yeah, just be uh is it break He he got a little tired. Yeah, 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 Easy, 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 Uh but there was also an Oklahoma fan came in too. He just got
0: For drunk. sure, Mr. 6 and 7. What's nice. his name? Uh his, no, his name wasn't 6 and 7. Oh, okay. Anybody got, got a said, fun Number question? Four class. Uh Yeah, let's get let's get some fun questions. No, I don't want questions. I just want one fun question. Give me a fun. Come on, I came in here sick as a dog, not that sick.
2: Give me something fun. Chat, come on, chat. Give me uh uh, give me give me something fun, uh, for Chris. Roll 10k. End. 10k needs something
0: fun here. Approaching um, qu- quickly, approaching 20k, which you is you got weird. to the 18, right? So you yeah. matched your tattoo, and then... I guess you can call me 18k, but I prefer 10k.
2: Yeah. Um. Yeah, I can play it while we're waiting. I have some
0: fun sounds. Yeah. Let's hear the... let's hear some okay. of these sounds. Marriage one is bad. South Park. <laughs> well, what would you ever use that for? <laughs> I don't enough? know, but I just like it. So okay, uh, South Park's good.
1: Respect my authority.
0: Okay. You did know? you just
2: download this? I just did. Like, oh, okay. yeah, I just like was. I mean, random. It wasn't even like uh,
0: with a purpose. I'm just but... trying to think of the context. We yeah, would I'm trying to think of how yeah, I would yeah. use it. Oh, groovy, baby. Austin power. Yeah. I mean, you just yeah.
2: Uh... <laughs> Java, Java the Hutt laughing. Uh, all right, here's a fun one from Howell. Yes. Uh, I don't know how fun it is. <laughs> Top three mascots in sports. Oh, all of sports? You want to, Should we stick to college football? I guess he said sports. Yeah, he said all of sports. I mean, is Ralphie number one? Like, Ralphie's so freaking awesome. Yeah,
0: I mean, if we're going that route, then, yeah, I think Ralphie has to be number one, yeah, because of how unique it is. And yeah, it's just a special thing to watch. And I'm glad I was able to watch Ralphie run the last time I was at Folsom. And I'm excited to go back next year. I think the last time I went, Ralphie didn't run. It was like, it wasn't the right conditions or something. Right. And I will say the Western Kentucky Hilltopper, that little round ball thing, just because it looks so funny. That is kind of funny. That's kind of a, a meme answer for you, but I would say that that is on my list. Mm. And then, well, I have to say Tissudo the turtle as Which, a Maryland fan. Where's that? Uh, oh, Maryland. Yeah. Nice. I don't uh, really talk about Maryland that much, but you have not. No, so I, I think I think I just have to be biased and go with the the Tessuto.
1: Knock knock. Who's there? Shh.
0: That's- <laughs> fair enough and on that note <laughs> i think we could check out uh
2: thanks for all of the questions and uh all of the comments people watching live people listening on the uh any of the Parastyle podcast platforms out there wherever you listen to podcasts we appreciate it. if it's stitcher if it's TuneIn, if it's uh spotify all that stuff we love uh that you're listening to our little show um, should be a fun off season. We'll keep coming in. We're going to be counting down the spring ball. So we'll do some spring ball, uh, previews and things like that, uh, heading into it. We want to see what we can If we get our first look at some of these guys. Um, how much we'll we be able to watch, what can we report on, who we can interview, all that kind of stuff. And then of course the spring game, April 15th is going to be, uh, loads of fun. Cause we got to watch it. Was it was like Chris said, record attendance last year. People got to see a little glimpse. What's this four and eight team going to look like? Well, you got a glimpse, and it end up being an eleven win team. Where can they can they build on that uh, going forward? Uh, I know USC fans are hoping so, but uh, that will wrap things up. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed the show. For Chris Trevino, I am Ryan Abraham. We will talk to you next time.
3: You may have noticed that shopping at Trader Joe's is unlike shopping at other markets. People ask us all the time how we manage to have such unique interesting and delicious products at such great everyday prices this is dan bain of trader joe's the answer is simple it's all in the way we do business we buy directly from the manufacturer whenever possible this helps to keep our costs low and we pass those savings on to you no gimmicks just great values at honest prices every day at trader joe's thanks for listening